You would not believe the stories. I have two kids today that um, they work because they have to. They have to help um, their parents pay pay bills. They've got siblings. They've got responsibility. And um, these are kids that are not doing well in school. They really need mentoring. Um, so they come into our program. We put them at a job that they may never have seen themselves. Um, and then providing compensation for that, giving them a mentor and a work coach to come alongside them. We've seen huge success. You're listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join Michael Holtz and his guests for conversations about all things ORAU. They'll talk about ORAU's storied history, our impact on an ever-changing world, our innovative scientific and technical solutions for our customers, and our commitment to the communities where we do business. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Happy Wednesday and welcome to another episode of Further Together, the ORAU podcast. As always, I'm your host, Michael Holtz, in the Communications and Marketing Department of ORAU. And we are coming close to the 100th episode of the Further Together podcast. Who'd have thought when we started this three years ago that we'd get to almost 100 episodes, but we're just a few episodes away. So get ready for a celebration of that. But today we are celebrating giving and charitable work and great organizations in Anderson County that do amazing things. We're going to talk about ORU's employee giving campaign and United Way of Anderson County and the Emory Valley Center and ASAP of Anderson County. We got a lot to talk about today. So I'm going to have some wonderful folks introduce themselves, starting with Naomi Asher. Naomi, tell us who you are. All right. I am Naomi, uh, the executive director for United Way, serving Anderson, Campbell, Morgan, and Scott communities, um, and a long-term resident of this fantastic, beautiful community. So I'm excited to be here and talk about what we've got going on. Awesome. Kayla Simon. Hi, I'm Kayla Simon. I'm the executive director for ASAP of Anderson. We are the Substance Misuse Prevention Coalition here in Anderson County, and our vision is a drug-free Anderson County. Excellent. And Janet Wood. Hi, I'm Janet Wood. I'm the Vice President of Community Engagement with Emory Valley Center. We are an organization that's been here since 1955. We serve 16 counties in East Tennessee, and we support uh, children and adults with intellectual, developmental, and physical disabilities. So a lot of great work happening in our region. And Naomi, let's talk about, we, we have done this now, this is our third year for this fabulous podcast, um, talking about um, United Way of Anderson County and, this, and the region, really, it's United Way of Anderson County and surrounding. Um, talk about why employee giving, why giving to the United Way, supporting the United Way is so important, especially now. Yeah. Um, well, the first thing that I always say, especially for a company campaign like ORU, is just a dollar goes so far. Um, it may not feel like it's much, um, but it makes an enormous impact when you take your dollar check and you put it with everybody else's. Um, it, it ends up to be such um, 
a huge and impactful dollar amount that helps us to really continue the work that we're doing. So um, first and foremost, thank you so much, ORAU, for um, all of the support that we've received over the years. Um, we've seen how those dollars come together to reach $100,000. Um, and so thank you. Thank you. Um, second is that um, I think we talked last year and the year before quite a bit about the pandemic and, and the impact that that had on the community. So what we were doing at the time was um, emergency response, very much emergency response. So we were running out there um, like an ambulance trying to figure out, oh, we need food over here. We've got to get volunteers mobilized for food drives and get um, deliveries going. We need vaccination clinics. We need um, accessibility across the across our counties um, into our rural areas. So it was very much um, kind of a panic in some ways of trying to make sure that those needs were being met. Now, as we're coming out of it, we're looking at some of those long-term effects. So. Um, as everybody knows, workforce right now is difficult um, to find individuals. So it's a great opportunity to reconsider and talk to Emory Valley Center about, about some of um, getting some of their individuals at work. Um, it's a great time to meet and talk with ASAP and Kayla about um, rehabilitation programs and um, hiring somebody that maybe has struggled with substance misuse um, previously and to get some um, great drug-free workforce training, things like that. So now we're kind of looking at some of those long-term things. Um, we're, we're going to be hosting a multitude of volunteer opportunities to help people get back into the workforce, um, to eliminate some of those barriers, whatever that may be, whether it's childcare or interviewing skills, resume writing, we're going to help, um, help people really figure out where their fit is, how they can find those better paying jobs, and work towards self-sufficiency. Um, so we're constantly reevaluating the community. That's what I love the most about this job is um, doing our community needs assessment and ensuring that the dollars that we put into the community are not just having an enormous impact, but they're impacting the community where the community needs it the most. Um, so I am thrilled to have the community partners that we have and to work with the individuals um, and the clients that we get to work with. Um, I'm super excited to have Kayla and Janet with me here today to talk about their programs. Um, in case you can't tell, I'm incredibly enthusiastic about the agencies here in Anderson County um, and what that looks like, the partnerships and those grants. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm an open book for questions if anybody ever has those about the community needs. I have always known that, and that's why one of the things I love about doing this episode every year is we can really get to the heart of the matter. And as you said, you know, you do a community needs assessment on an ongoing basis and needs change. What was necessary last year is different this year. And Kayla, I want to come to you because we know during the pandemic, um, substance misuse was a big issue for people who were you know, quarantined and they couldn't get out or maybe they couldn't work or, you know, for whatever reason, um, you know, mental health and substance misuse played a huge role in the overall health of the community. Talk about some of the work that you all do and why United Way is important to your organization. Yeah, you bring up a lot of salient points. So Anderson County, I want to know, um, I, I've been in ASAP for about eight months now and previously, Anderson County was one of only four counties in the state that saw a decrease in drug-related overdoses between 2019 and 2020. 
Um, and like you said, the pandemic threw all of that out the window. We saw an 82% increase in fatal overdoses between 2020 and 2021, um, despite all of everyone's best efforts. Like you said, the instability that the pandemic brought on and people not having reliable jobs or losing their jobs, um, falling back maybe into old ways or getting other sources of income absolutely contributed to this huge wave of overdoses that we've seen. Um, and we've had to pivot a lot of what we do to try to meet this new um, new layer of the epidemic um, that we are facing now. And it's not just opioids and methamphetamine. Um, in 2019, one in, two, one in 20 about teenagers vaped. Now it's one in four. Um, when kids came back to school, they just brought a lot of vapes and they're very um, available to young people, unfortunately. So it's not just opioids that saw a very rapid increase in misuse because of the pandemic and the instability that that brought on. Um, but like I said, we've done a lot to change how we did things before the pandemic and are doing things different now. So with our United Way dollars, we're providing Catch My Breath in the Anderson County um, Middle Schools, which is an anti-vaping curriculum targeted at middle schoolers because that's a, usually when folks start to vape and misuse certain substances. And that is just a huge, huge problem in Anderson County schools. I was talking to our, our, our SRO in Oak Ridge and they've already had 11 instances of folks um, confiscating vape cartridges from teenagers and students. Um, so it's it's on par to be worse than it was last year. So we're providing those um, educational classes with our United Way dollars. We also provide age verification materials to facilities that sell tobacco or alcohol products, help train them or um, give them scholarships so that they can get trained to make sure that they do not sell to minors. We provide medication lock boxes to families who have prescriptions that maybe they don't want their kids to get a hold of or someone else. Um, opioid overdose training. Um, so we provide Narcan to folks who qualify and then teach them how to differentiate between maybe a stimulant overdose and an opioid related overdose. We provide um, responsible alcohol and tobacco sales materials and a bunch of other stuff in the community. And then policy and built environment changes. We're always at county commission, um, all of the city council and town council meetings. And then we go to Nashville and Washington and try to advocate for what we are seeing the needs are here in Anderson County. It's amazing and much needed work, um, I think, especially now. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Janet, I want to come to you next, because as as Naomi said, you know, the needs of the workforce have changed. Um, workforce has kind of been unstable for a while, but sort of seems to be on the upswing, depending on what kind of work you do. Um, how How is the Emory Valley Center um, helping with that and talk a little bit about you know why United Way is important for your work as well. Absolutely. Um, thank you for thank you for the opportunity to participate today. We are um, we have faced some of the same challenges that everyone else did through the pandemic. Um, uh, a lot of the direct support professionals that we have that are in homes with adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities, um, frontline workers worked, we never closed. 
-hmm. we kept things going throughout the pandemic um, and support from the community was huge to make that happen. And we partnered with um, United Way on several things. Some of their volunteers helped with us with needs that we had during that time. Um, but yes, to talk about workforce development, that's one of the ways that United Way, we have actually three areas right now that United Way is, is assisting us with. Um, the first one is workforce development. That helps with um, training of our employees to support the people that we support getting jobs in the community. It includes job exploration and um, training for them, support while they're training. We partner with um, different companies and um, organizations throughout our community, and they are actually the ones that employ the people that we support. So we're there in support mode for that. Um, so there's a lot that goes into you know, supporting the workforce development team, all of the materials, all of the um, technology that they need um, to train and, and to help support the people while they're on the job. And then um, thankful for those community partners who are employing uh, the people that we support. You know, during the pandemic, it was really tough because a lot of the people that we support love to work. They love to be at their job in the community. And that was a really tough time because they couldn't go to work. Some of them couldn't. Some of them worked the whole time. It depended on what their employer and um, did during the pandemic. So um, it was great to be able to have the support of the United Way to help us continue to support those who were working in the community and then afterward as well to get back up and going um, after some of the employers then kind of um, were able to, to do business again <laughs> on a more normal scale. Um, behavioral health is another area that's huge that, um, that United Way is helping us with. Um, we discovered a need um, not too long ago um, that was not being met in our community for people with intellectual and development disabilities who also had um, a dual diagnosis with mental illness. And so we have been working with that program um, for, you know, um, both internal um, therapies, as well as all kinds of um, psychosocial rehabilitation. Um, and that program is has been very, um, very good for all of the people participating, not only through the pandemic, but before and after as well. Um, it's great to have a therapist on, on site too, because um, our therapist also offered to help with some um, mental, you know, <laughs> challenges that all of us were having during the pandemic. So we may have had some employees that were under a lot of stress during that time as well. And uh, so that's that's a great program that um, United Way is, is currently supporting. And the last one that they're currently supporting is our Early Learning Center. And um, that's our on-site um, early Learning Center for Children 1 through Pre-K. It's a three-star program through the state of Tennessee. And um, it's a wonderful, inclusive program um, that we're able to, because of the United Way, we're able to provide scholarships to uh, families um, who are in need or who may um, have some challenges financially so that their children can attend the Early Learning Center. Um, and it is a learning center. Um, the majority of our children, 97% of the children that come out of our program are kindergarten ready. Um, and um, it also includes 
um, a nutritious meal while they're here. So um, it always helps to learn if you have a nutritious meal. Um, and so we're excited about that as well. It's the inclusiveness is so important. It's a wonderful program because children that are typically developing and children that have a, a disability of some kind are learning together in the classroom. So not only are they learning the structured curriculum, but they're learning about each other and supporting each other. Um, and that's what, you know, we all want to do in the community. Absolutely. Um, talk about, if you will, I, you know, I know you have challenges, um, but talk about some of the successes. And Janet, I'll start with you. Um, is there a, an individual or an organization that um, you can point to, to to let people know, you know, stories have such an impact on people being able to see themselves, have empathy for you know what's happening out there. So is there a particular story that you might share? Sure, I'd love to. Um, gosh, there's so many. Um, I think I think I'd like to to share a story about a young man um, who was who has found his dream job. Um, he um, his name is Noah. Okay. And um, he's a, a quiet young man um, and didn't have a lot of confidence in his abilities, um, but he knew he wanted to work in, in the community somehow. He just didn't know how or where. Um, so Emory Valley Center Workforce Development staff went to work. They spent time with him uh, on a personal level first, getting to know him, and then also through a job discovery program to learn more about what his interests might be. And so through that, they learned he liked basketball, he liked animals, and he liked to bake. So that was um, a, a good variety of things to learn about this young man. Sure. Um, so he visited UT, um, UT um, the zoo, uh, local bakery. Um, he also went to a pizza shop. And when he was there, he just lit up. And it turned out that his dream was to work in a pizza shop, but he never thought he had the capabilities or would be able to have the opportunity to do so. So after seeing a hiring now at a local pizzeria, our staff contacted the manager and Noah met with the manager and impressed him so much he was hired on the spot. And awesome. so now... He's working his dream job with this pizzeria five days a week. He greets uh, customers as they come in. He cleans the lobby. He um, has learned to make his own pizza for lunch every day. So he's learning some of the culinary skills um, while he's there. So that's, that's just a wonderful example about how, you know, community can help provide the tools necessary um, to, for people to achieve their dreams. Absolutely. I love that story. Congratulations to Noah. That's fabulous. <laughs> Kayla, how about you? So prevention being what it is, it can be difficult to, we don't really have like the success story is de the decrease in substance sure. use. So um, if we're doing our job well, there's not much going on. There's not an increase um, in, you know, substance use disorder among teens, but um, we also do some harm reduction, but on the prevention side, um, I'm so proud of our Youth Ambassador Coalition. We have about a dozen young um, teens from Anderson County and Oak Ridge High School who 
take time out of their day to come once a week or once a month during the fall and then once a week during the springtime to come learn advocacy skills, prevention, how to be an advocate for themselves, refusal skills for when they're, um, you know, encountering substances that they might be offered in school. And they learn how to talk to legislators and elected officials. We take them to build beer boards um, here in Anderson County, county commission, city and town councils. We take them to Nashville and Washington, D.C. once a year. Um, and they learn skills about advocating for what they see as change that needs to be made that their elected officials can implement. Um, and we teach them the difference between lobbying and advocacy. And they are just so impressive and so motivated. And they always make me so happy. But um, success stories that we have typically fall on the harm reduction side of what we do. So like I said, we provide Narcan. Um, we also provide fentanyl test strips for folks who might ask for it. but. We have folks um, who might actively be using drugs that get, need Narcan and then folks that have a legal prescription for opioids who want to have Narcan in their home just in case because maybe they're elderly or um, they just want to be really safe and make sure that they have that in case anything happened. And knowing that we can provide that to the community and make sure that folks have what they need is crucial. And like we've, we've said so many times before, folks who pass away can't recover and can't get sober. And any life we can save is incredible. Absolutely. Naomi, I know you have to have, <laughs> with all of the agencies that you touch in, in, the, in the wider community, you have to have seen a lot of successes with- Absolutely. Well, and I, I just want to reiterate, too, that um, having an employee from Emory Valley Center in our office has just been such a huge blessing and getting to see those individuals around town. And, um, you know, to ASAP, I had just the incredible honor of going to D.C. with those youth ambassadors a couple of years ago and seeing them in action. And they do better advocacy than anybody I have ever seen. Um, they are a little future lobbyists. I mean, they're phenomenal. They do such a great job. Um, and the Narcan training, again, is is amazing as a foster parent. Um, I can't imagine not having um, been trained and have that in the house and ready. Um, so there, it's just such valuable programming in our community that um, our residents can take advantage of. So um, just wanted to say that first. Um, second, the thing that a lot of people don't know about us at United Way is that we, as well as just providing our, our grant process and funding to existing programs, we run other initiatives that help to fill the gaps. Um, so right now, whether it's um, a coat drive or a heater drive that we're getting ready to um, to ramp up. We've also done feminine hygiene packs for um, every female student in high school in all of Anderson County and Campbell County. And I think we're about halfway through the middle school kids. And we've got some emergency um, bags at places like Boys and Girls Club and Girls Inc. places um, that have a lot of students as well. That's such a significant project because these counselors, when we delivered a lot of these bags, were in tears over the fact that they have multiple children every single month that are laying out of school simply because they don't have access. And I had a girl, um, this all kind of came out of a friend, this project came out of a friend of my daughter's who just literally could not believe that um, that I had created these bags and given them to Lauren for her friends. And they were so moved that 
there was that level of care for them. That when it grew onto a broader scale of these are professional women in the community that believe in you and want you to be able to be in school every day, the impact that that has had on those kids is truly significant. Um, they have made comments over and over in almost every single school that they can't believe that there are women out there that care about them that much. Um, so that's just one of the small initiatives that we run that's had a huge impact. Um, My, sorry, Naomi, I don't mean to stop oh, you. Yeah. It's, I think people don't understand the value of how important a program like that is. You hear about, you know, the need for period products in other countries, right? I've heard plenty of stories on NPR and other places, but it's right here in our backyard where girls yeah. don't have access yeah. to the supplies that they need to live a normal life, mm-hmm. you know, with with a natural process that, yeah. you know, every woman experiences. Mm-hmm. And for anybody that thinks, well, surely it's not that hard to gain access, go to the grocery store and look at the prices. Um, Because I had a mother in tears call us one day and she said that it was, it came down to the choice between buying food, buying laundry detergent or buying period supplies. And the fact that she was able to, because of United Way programming that we had in place, she was able to fill two of those needs. She went home with food Right. but was able to get both of those other needs filled within um, within that same day. Um, you know, she said to me, similar to the kid, what the kids said, I can't believe there's somebody in this community that cares enough about me to provide laundry detergent or to provide feminine hygiene products. So um, it really does make a huge difference when we treat people with dignity and with respect. And that's what this programming focuses around is that everybody deserves that opportunity. Everybody deserves equal access. Um, So along that kind of train, another program that we run is our um, high school program called Career Pathways. And it's on my mind because I just did my interviews this morning. But these are kids, you would not believe the stories. I had two kids today that um, they work because they have to. They have to help um, their parents pay pay bills. They've got siblings, they've got responsibility. And um, these are kids that are not doing well in school. They really need mentoring. Um, so they come into our program. We put them at a job that they may never have seen themselves Um, it's giving them a little bit more, like when you ask a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? They say a fireman or a, or a police officer, because that's what they see, right? So if you've only ever seen your parents working fast food and the people that you're around work fast food, that's all you're really going to be able to see for yourself. So this is taking them out of that environment, putting them somewhere that we've we believe they can thrive, teaching them some on-the-job and soft skills, um, and then providing compensation for that, giving them a mentor and a work coach to come alongside them. We've seen huge success. Um, These are kids that are placed in some of our nonprofits. One of them is still working at Girls Inc. She's there full-time right now. She's saving money to go to college next year. Um, A few years ago, we had a kid who had, she said, well, I'm just going to work at Food City 
that's great if that's what your dream is. That wasn't her dream. And so we tried to get to the root of what are some things you're interested in. We ended up placing her at the Children's Museum teaching art because that's where she learned to interpret herself. So she was helping other kids do that. She is graduating from college this year to be an art teacher oh in our school system. This program is, is so near and dear to my heart. We have a kid right now that um, we had interviewed a couple of weeks ago. She is working at Torch. Um, they provide homeless services, uh, another funded partner through us. And um, and Cassidy is working for them right now and going to school. We just um, got a vehicle donated for her, uh, but she was homeless when she was in middle school. So for her being able to bring this full service or full circle and provide the service in the community for individuals and families that were in that same situation that she was in um, is is incredibly impactful for her. So she's in school um, studying um, things that will help her continue her journey of helping others with with financial stability. So um, it's these programs that we run really help fill in those gaps and provide support for the other um, services and programs that are already running in the community. And they're life changing. Their life, I mean, who would think that, you know, period products would keep girls in school and you could, you know, connect someone to the job of their dreams, whether that's working in a pizzeria or, you know, being an art teacher. I mean, life changing for a few dollars, you know, a month or, you know, a small donation, you guys can take that money and make it work for the betterment of the entire community. Absolutely. If everybody in the community just gave $20, we could fill every single grant request that we get. So it's, it's, we feel like a very manageable ask that just a couple dollars a check, it's pre-tax, you won't even notice it once it's coming out. So if you make that commitment um, and help us, we promise the investment um, will we'll come back hundreds fold. Um, from that investment. Awesome. Um, final pitches from anyone who wants to throw it out there. I'm just going to open the floor for whoever wants to have the final word. Final words about your organization and about the support that you need. So um, this is Janet. I will just go ahead and say that um, thank you again for the opportunity. Um, we are so grateful to be part of this community and have the support of United Way of Anderson County. Um, you know, listening to Kayla and uh, of course, Naomi uh, and you, Michael, uh, today, you know, our mission at Emory Valley Center is to enhance the lives of children, adults, and families in an environment that promotes independence, dignity, and respect. And every one of us here has hit on that in some way. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think the other organizations that United Way supports does the same thing. Um, and all of the, the stopgap programs do the same thing. So it's great to be part of a community that is um, that has that in the forefront. And um, we just thank everyone for their support and and for um, caring. Thank you very much, Kayla. To kind of echo um, what Janet said, I think 
a lot of us have overlapping um, clients that we have in the community. There's such an intimate relationship between domestic violence, substance misuse, job placement, when folks' mm -hmm. very basic needs can be met and they get that just hand up so that they can help cultivate a better life for themselves. That's so crucial and United Way is absolutely pivotal in helping steer our community to a better place where folks can make a better life for themselves. Thank awesome. you for having us too. Absolutely glad to have you. Naomi? We cannot thrive as a community when we have individuals who um, are struggling to have their basic needs met. Um, that's our, our baseline is that we, we, we need to provide that equal access and basic needs. And so that's a, a huge focus for us. And for, you know, basic needs is everything from food and shelter to accessibility, healthcare, um, you know, learning life skills. So that's what we focus on. And, and the community is responding. We're making a, a huge impact, but that impact um, is only being made and can only continue to be made through the dollars that are so generously donated by um, the incredible employees of companies like ORAU. So thank you for your commitment and your many, many years of dedication and the millions of dollars that you all have raised um, for our programming. Absolutely. And I know that for my colleagues who are listening or watching, our goal is $100,000. We can blow that out of the water. Listen to how far those dollars can go. Um, if you missed any of this, go back and listen to it again. Um, we're talking basic needs. We're talking hand up, not a handout. We're talking helping people live with the dignity and respect that they deserve. And you all are doing that every day in our community and i really appreciate the opportunity to talk with each of you about the great work that you're doing and how you're helping our community and letting us know how we can help in the process so thank you all very much for being with me today thank you thank you thank you so much thank you for listening to further together the orau podcast to learn more about any of the topics discussed by our experts visit www.orau.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at ORAU and on Instagram at ORAU Together. If you like Further Together, the ORAU podcast, we would appreciate you giving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews will help more people find the podcast.